0: Hi, it's Nikki here, and I'm jumping in just before the episode begins to let you know that from the 5th to the 18th of September 2022, doors are open to the Thrive First Method. And you can join us anytime, the link is in the show notes, or you can just head to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT Checkout. To help you decide if it's right for you, I have recorded a series of podcast episodes. So that's from episode 94 to episode 97. And in these, I've covered every question I've been asked. I've brought on my clients as special guests so that you can hear what it's really like when we do this work together. So I hope whatever episode you're about to listen to today serves you, regardless of whether you're joining us or not. And if you are, I cannot wait to welcome you in. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 70. No, not 77. I'm gone. 87, 97. It's something, seven. 87. Hello welcome to episode 87 of the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about my failures because let me tell you, recently I have been having more and more and more and more of them and it's great. I want to share this with you. It is fucking epic. Now, I want to roll back before I even give you the context of this episode. I want to roll back like 15 years. So I think I'm 36 this year, something like that. And I remember a time when I was working in an office for a corporate company. And I remember being sat in front of the managing director and another director. And we were having a good old chat about the project that I was implementing. And I remember looking them square in the eye and saying, I am just so afraid of failure. I am just so afraid that this is going to fall flat on its face. I'm so afraid that this project isn't going to do as well as I want it to do. It's not going to be received like I want it to be received. The managers aren't going to take hold of it and make it their own. I was petrified of failure and I could literally have sat there and given you two hours on why it was the worst thing in the world to fail. So the first thing that I want to say, just as an introduction to the context of this episode, is that in the past, I have been someone who was so petrified and terrified of failure, they didn't do anything. <laughs> and that applied to life and it applied to business. For context, I'm for those of you who know the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram type three, so you will know that the shadow of my type is fear of failure. It also shows up in my astrology. It also shows up in my human design. Um and, I I'm I'm telling you all of this because I know that that's specific to me but I also know that how many of you listen to this podcast who are so ambitious who want amazing things for themselves and for others and for their team and for their family but you are so 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 held back by fear of failure it is unbelievable you think that if you fail you won't be able to handle the ramifications of that failure you think that if you fail other people will judge you and they will lose you will lose credibility in their eyes and you won't be seen as someone who who can be trusted and who can lead right i know all of these things and i know that they're just words but i know the feelings of all of those things and i know them so well that I know that you're probably on the other end of this podcast episode with me in your ears right now thinking, how does she know me? I know you because I am you. And the reason that I want to talk to you about my current failures today is because I want to let you know how liberated I currently feel and how I'm intentionally moving from failure to failure to failure in my business and how it's actually impacting my business. And I'm going to talk to you today about the um, how it's impacting me with my clients, how it's impacting me financially, and how it's impacting my personal growth. So let's dive in. And um, for those of you who've been listening along for a long time, you will know that I have had a membership called Thrive Together. So I launched Thrive Together in February 2021. That's right, yeah, February, February 2021. Um, and and if you want to understand why I've closed the doors to that for now until September 2022 and how that's going to change, after this episode, go and listen to episode 81 because that's going to give you all of the context for the changes that I'm making to my business. But ultimately, if I just give you the summary, all I've done is recognised what was off, what didn't feel right, what was misaligned, and I've shut the doors, so I've just kept my current clients in that space, and I'm now changing the insides of it, and then I'm going to be changing how it looks externally, so how it's packaged up, what it's called, how it's branded, etc. In doing so, um, I am releasing every single week a module, and it's The Thrive First method. So this is something that we've got trademarked. And the Thrive First method essentially is a method that helps you, yes, strive towards your goals, but thrive first. So not if you achieve your goals, not when you've done enough or been good enough, not conditionally based on someone else's opinion of you. Thrive first. And only you get to decide what thriving actually really looks like to you. So that's an overview, right? Let's go back to the failures. I am absolutely loving going from failure to failure to failure, and it's really impacting me in my business, my relationship with my clients, and financially as well. Let me explain. When I say I'm going from failure to failure to failure, this episode has come off the back of yesterday, so every Monday, I release a Thrive First Method module, and yesterday was the day I was releasing module number one, two, three right? So it's the plan module, it's plan element, plan do review, this is the plan element. And I recorded it, and it was 56 minutes long. And one of the things that I had promised myself was that it was going to be easy for my clients, both current and future, to access on demand, at their fingertips, the exact thing that they need with what they're struggling with in this moment. Because that's, I know, that's how I like to work. When I am struggling with something, I like the efficiency of being able to go, it's not this big vague thing, I don't wanna hear 56 minutes of you talking about it to get to the 42nd minute and that was the bit that I needed. I want what I want now. I want what I want and I want it now. And that's what I want for my clients too. I want them to be able to get a hold of the exact support that they need right now and take it in in an effective, efficient way and be able to transmute that into their lived experience in life and in business. So anyway, I released this 56 minute um, module and then I was like, oh, I hang on a minute. I'm not comfortable with that and I knew as soon, as soon as I had, as soon as it in, encoded and uploaded to the website I'm hosting it on, I was like, this, something feels off, this doesn't really feel right, and I get, when something doesn't really feel right, I get this, um, pressure in my headspace, it's like a tension, it's not a headache, it's like a tension, um, I can't really explain it, but, but it's a body, it's a, it's a, it's my body's way of saying, Nikki, something's not right here, and, really, you need to take a step back, listen to your body and hear what it is that it's trying to say in order to move forward. But I ignored it. (laughs) And what I did was instead of being like, no, this isn't right. I just went through the module and put timestamps on it. So it's like, if you want this bit, it's here. If you want that bit, it's there. If you want to understand how your high value activities connect to your goals, it's here. If you want to understand restoring your energy." and intentional rest, it goes here, and I sent it out to everyone, and I was really proud of it, like, the content is so, so good, it's so good, Um, in fact, I'm going to read some um, feedback that I got yesterday, because it's just blowing my mind, um, but anyway, just back to the failure first, um, as soon as I'd sent it out, as soon as I'd hit publish, and like, sent it out to everyone, I, was, I went for a walk, and I was like, I need to feel what this is because it's not going away like the pressure in my head was still there so i was like right okay went for a walk and i knew like it was just a 56 minute thing it was pissing me off so i was like right okay this not this isn't right so then i got home and i just sat in stillness for a little while and um, you could call it meditation call it wherever you want i just sat there for a little while concentrated on my breath and i was like that's it that is it like it's not right and against my own criteria of what success looked like i had failed and so i was like okay well this is this is a good thing like the fact that you have done your best to put yourself out there given your clients what you think and know that they need and then you have published it and then identified actually that shit and it wasn't shit it's just not as good as it could be and you can do better for them so to be really, really clear, I am not talking here about tweaks. I'm not talking about faffing and perfecting, right? So I I record my content for my clients exactly the same as I record these podcast episodes. If I say something or I mess something up or the dog barks, I'm not then going to go and re-record the whole thing. Like, it, not only is there no point, it just takes the magic out of it. Like I said what I said and I can't re-say that. So if there's a fuck up, I'm going to leave it in there because you all need to know I'm human too, right? And that's another thing. Like 10 years ago, there is no way I would have done that. I would have re-recorded the whole thing. But anyway, so I want to just be really clear. This isn't me perfecting and this isn't me making it like just so. This is me recognizing that there was a fundamental intention that I had for my clients that I had... In recording a fifty-six minute module, I had gone against, and given that this is, this these are the these are the recordings that are going to be accessible for life for my clients, it's got to be right. So, I came around from my breathwork, meditation, whatever you want to call it, and I sat at my desk. No, I didn't. I took my laptop outside, sat with a cup of coffee outside, and sent all of my clients an email. And I'm going to read this email to you. It says. Um, and funny funnily enough because I put the subject title as um, that wasn't good enough let me do it again <laughs> or something like that but I said in my email I said okay I changed my mind apologies but I feel I can do better for you today I published module three and made it easier to navigate with timestamps. however after hitting publish I took myself off for a walk and a meditation something didn't quite feel right and now I know what it is I want these modules especially modules three four and five plan do and review to be super easy to access and learn from I set about cap- in the, the Thrive First method with the intention of it being something that would support you forever. So you need to be able to easily and effectively go back and find exactly the support that you need. So all of that said, I'm taking today's content down and I'm re-recording it tomorrow. So today is tomorrow, right? That was yesterday. Today is tomorrow. So after I've recorded this podcast episode, I'm going to go ahead and re-record um, the podcast the, episode no the modules <laughs> um, but the reason that i want to share this with you is because what i recognized as soon as i'd sent that email is what would have come up for me previously had i have valued myself on being someone who does not fail had i have valued myself for the way that others were perceiving me over the quality i was giving to people the service i was giving to people the willingness to be a lifelong learner and i really really want to tap into this in today's episode too too often um we put ourselves out there we get a no we don't get the job we um oh, i don't know like you you get some sort of failure or rejection or criticism or judgment and we make it mean something about ourselves Right. And you have all, if you listen to this podcast episode, it is undoubtable that you are into, in inverted commas, self development in some way, shape, or form. You've all seen enough I am enough quotes online to know exactly what I'm talking about. There is another layer to this I am enough. And I think that this I am enough concept can be quite divisive because. Ultimately, what we're we're essentially saying is, if I am enough, well, this is how I think about it, if I am enough, then I mustn't be seen to fail. If I am enough, then that means I am good. And if I am good, then people won't reject me. If I am good, then I won't get criticism, right? So it can be quite divisive inside of yourself in your own heart and what I want for you to consider is when things don't go your way when things don't go the way that you wanted them to so for example for me at the moment like I've given you one example of a recent failure but I'm telling you now I'm having them day after day after day at the moment and it's intentional right it's intentional failure because I'm putting myself out there in ways that I haven't previously what I want you to consider is when things don't go the way you wanted them to go, are you making it mean something about any of the following things? Are you making it mean something about your self-esteem? Are you making it mean something about your worthiness, your enoughness, your capacity to receive and be worthy of receiving love? How worthy you are to um, get a certain job title or earn a certain amount of money, right? Because the thing is, when When you realize and when you recognize, as I have, that failure and rejection have nothing to do with any of those things. In fact, it might be that you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. I know. I know, let that one settle for a minute. It might be that what you put out there wasn't good enough. It You didn't perform well enough in that interview to get the job. You didn't understand the industry well enough. You, The video that was 56 minutes long wasn't good enough against the success criteria you had determined. It wasn't enough. But this is where I think it can get a bit twisted, right? You didn't get, get the job and they've given you feedback that you didn't know the industry well enough, and you take that to have a huge knock on your confidence. And what that what you then do with that is you then make that mean something about you. You then make that mean something about your enoughness, your worthiness. And from that, from that um, meaning that you've applied to it. Hang on, one sec, I'm gonna choke. Okay, I'm um... Sorry, I got excited and I choked on my own saliva, I think. With that that whole concept, you've made it mean something about you and not only that, even worse, you've then made it mean something about you and all of your future actions are now on the foundation of you making it mean something about you. Sit with that for a minute because I have. I have recognised in my past where... Something hasn't gone my way. I presented an idea to my colleagues and it got laughter. Or, and th- these are real, by the way. <laughs> or whatever. Like I, When I was little, I believed that I could sing and I auditioned for The X Factor and they all rolled their eyes at me. True story, right? These were really embarrassing moments in my life. And I swore to God I would never put myself in that position again. I was petrified of failure. I was petrified of what other people would think of me. I know if you are someone who would do those things but can't because you just don't think you're going to be able to handle the rejection and the embarrassment when it doesn't go right i promise you that not only will you be able to handle it but you will grow and learn from it you will be a different person because of it not going the way that you intended for it to go and it might be painful and yeah you might suffer But in that suffering, please, please do not get your self-worth, your self-identity and your self-esteem all tangled up in what you weren't good enough at. Let me explain. If If you didn't interview well enough to get the job, if you didn't know enough about the industry to get the job, if you didn't sing well enough in the audition, if you didn't release a good enough workshop for your clients and it was 56 minutes long and you said that you were going to make it easily accessible. What that does mean is maybe your skills aren't where they need to be right now. What is a skill? A skill is something you are able to do. What is knowledge? Knowledge is something that you know, you're aware of, right? So in that interview where they rejected you and said you didn't know the industry well enough, that's an easy rejection because that rejection is coming with the data, it's coming with the feedback, the information that is telling you. If you want a job like that, you better know the industry better. So there is a knowledge gap. This is nothing to do with your self-worth. This is nothing to do with how good enough you are this is simply go up now take that information go away if you really want that job if you really want that job go away learn about the industry come back interview again and let them know hey you gave me the feedback I learned about the industry now give me some more feedback tell me I'm not good enough for this job right that happened to me when I was 18 17 18 and I Um, interviewed for my first role in learning development in Bank of America. used to be MBNA. Um, As a trainer, as a corporate trainer, I remember that they asked me the question, would you adapt your style? Just one second, I need to clear my throat, hang on. I remember the two ladies, Gemma Creighton, Jess Barry, who interviewed me for the position. And I remember them because I was so, so grateful to them for rejecting me for that role. And they they can like I'm on Facebook with them like they continue to be friends to this day right. But they rejected me for the role and said to me, "We asked you, would you adapt your style based on your audience? Would you adapt your um? Would you adapt your delivery style based on your audience?" And me thinking, you know, oh, I've been brought up to treat everyone the same. I was I was very like, no, everyone is equal. <laughs> but what they actually were looking for was me to be able to identify that training a 16 year old coming into work for the first time in a contact center um, take it, you know, making outbound sales calls was a very different training session to training senior directors on strategy and um organizational change. And yes, your delivery style needs to change. Of course it does, because you are literally appealing to two different audiences, right? And there was a huge lesson for me because it stung when they give me that feedback. My God, like, oh, I really, really wanted that job. I really wanted it. And I remember the person who got it, Phil Morgan, who still continues, I think, to be a trainer to this day. And I remember being like, Phil's really good at that, but I wanted that job. But anyway, going back to the point, I failed. I failed. I didn't get the job. And what instead of like, yeah, it hurt. And yeah, I suffered. That pain was painful. But once I'd felt that, and you've got to feel that, once I'd felt that, I was then able to go, right, okay, what feedback did they give me? They gave me the feedback that there was a skill I needed to develop. And that skill is being able to learn your audience, recognize your audience. So what did I do? I got on YouTube. And I looked up every Tom, Dick and Harry around presenting, knowing your audience, like I just did so much work on that because I really wanted the job, right? And I went back and I interviewed again and I got the job. But the point here is when you are, when you're making it mean something about you, it's hard to go from failure to failure to failure. And the way that I now see failure is failure is the direct route, the direct path to success, whatever it is you think success is to you, right? I am not defining that for you. Success is whatever you say success is. So as an example, I have been now going to the gym, eating really healthy, prioritizing rest, sleep, protein steps, heavy weights, and low um, intensity cardio, for about two months, and seeing very little change, very, very little change. Not the change that I would have expected to see in my entitlement mind, <laughs> in my entitled state. But what I want you to know is when, that, that literally is when I measure myself against the metrics that I have set for myself, which are body goals, which are fitness goals, which are health goals. When I don't see the, the results that I want, it is very, very easy to think this, I am failing. This isn't working. And then I make it mean something about me. And then I change my actions as a result of that. This is when you will see people go hell for leather with the healthy eating and the fucking diets and the gym and all the rest of it. And then they don't see results as quickly as they want to. So they decide this isn't working. And then they change their actions as a result. And then they go all the way back to the beginning or even worse from when they started, Right. Whereas when you just say to yourself, okay, I failed this week. It's just information, right? I I didn't create the change that I wanted to create. I'm okay though, right? I'm a good human. Like, it doesn't mean anything about me. I'm great. In fact, There are actual other benefits that I'm receiving, even though I'm not getting the results that I wanted. I feel better in myself. I'm treating myself so much better with so much more. I'm honouring myself so much more. I'm giving myself so much more grace. I'm being so humbled every single day by turning up and doing things that I didn't think my body could do. There are so many wins for me, even when I'm not getting the results that I want, even when I'm failing, right? And it takes for me to understand that I have to go from failure to failure to failure to eventually get the results that I want. And that requires me to see that this is two things a long game, I am playing the long game, not immediate fucking Amazon Prime results game. And secondly, that my failures mean nothing about me as an, me and my humanness. However, my failures might mean something about the knowledge that I have. Do I need to know more in order to get different results? Let me be open to that. Allow me to be open to that. Do my skills need to increase for me to get different results? I.e., do I need to be able to do things that I can't currently do or I'm not currently skilled at? right? Because that's the thing. You're an amazing coach or you're an amazing artist or consultant or physio or people manager, but you're not... that. If if you're an amazing whatever you do, let's say you're an amazing physio, but you're not getting any clients at the moment, you might make it mean something about you. I'm shit. I must be a shit physio. I mustn't be very good. I'm. Let me look over there. Oh, they're much better than me. Look at them. They've got 50,000 followers on Instagram. They must be so much better than me okay, that's one way of thinking about it. But maybe you're an amazing physio um, and your marketing skills are shit. Maybe it's not that you're shit. You're not shit. You're amazing. But maybe it's not that nobody wants to work with you. Maybe it's just that you need to learn and grow and develop the skill of marketing. You know, maybe you shouldn't pack in being a physio and go and get a nine to five job not that there's anything wrong with that by the way but that's not what this person wants they want to be a physio maybe the, maybe you shouldn't give up on your dream just yet maybe you should just open yourself up to there might be a bit of knowledge that you need to learn or a new skill that you need to learn or you just literally need to be able to call yourself out on the fact that you've never actually online said hi i'm a physio does anyone want to work with me do you see say i've got a teenage son right now and i can tell you this shit starts in school. I'm seeing it with my own eyes. He's starting to think he's not great at certain subjects when in fact what is really going on is he just needed to learn the skill of revision. Right? Schools do not teach you the skill of revising. Shout out, by the way, to flourish tutoring. I'll link out if I remember, I'll link them in the show notes. They're based on the Wirral. They are, Kate and the team are amazing. They have helped him so much already, realise that this is nothing to do with you. This is nothing to do with your ability to do that maths equation. You can do that maths equation. You just need to be able to go from failure to failure while you figure out the right technique, the right learning technique for you, the right way for you to be able to revise. It's simply a skill that he needed to develop. But there he was, I saw him, say things like, but I'm just no good at maths. No, son, you are fine at maths. There is nothing wrong with you, right? Anyway, back to you. I want you to consider anything you feel darker feelings of shame or victimhood or rejection or fear or being absolutely petrified of failure like I have been, it's a sure sign that you've probably jumped to making it mean something about you, as in your humanness. Before, you've considered it could just simply be something like your skill, a skill that you need to develop or knowledge that you need to know more of. And it, in business, I see this all of the time. People just sort of assume that because they're good at what they do, they are automatically going to be good at the rest, accounting, marketing, sales, building websites, managing social media. There is so much a business owner, as a business owner, that you have to either get good at or... Outsource if that is an option to you. But what I see far too often is people wanting to throw in the towel because they're not getting the results they want to see. And then they're making it mean something about them and not really identifying what the actual problem is. And I know like this is something that comes so naturally to me because. I have been doing something called a training needs analysis on people since I was 18, since I started my learning and development career. I have been helping people see clearly against goals that are meaningful to them where their knowledge and skills gaps are and helping them plug those gaps without making it mean something about them, their inherent worthiness. And this is the thing, they call it in learning and development, they call it being an agile learner, which means being able to go from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm right? Because it's, yes, it's a failure. So yesterday, yeah, I failed. And me 10 years ago, even knowing all of this, right, even being in the career that I'm in, even 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, I'm so ashamed that I had to email my clients and say, I I didn't do a good enough job for you. I'm so ashamed. I might not have even re-recorded it for fear of what they would think of me. I would have just maybe... um. What's the word that I'm looking for? Settled for the quality of what it was, right? And I just got a couple more examples that are like jumping into my head, so I need to share them with you. I also see this come up in public speaking, like with the people that I work with, a lot of them ask me, how do you get confident? How do you get confident like with your podcast, when you're delivering training, even just speaking? Like I do a lot of speaking in businesses And they tell me, you know, I hate public speaking. And then they, then in the conversation, they make it start meaning something about them. I hear them with their words, say things like, I'm just no good. I couldn't do what you do. I'm just not confident. I don't know if I'd have something worthy to say. Would people think that I'm full of shit? They make up all of these stories when actually the real story, the real story, when we get to the nub of it, sounds something like, I haven't done public speaking before. So I appreciate this is a skill that I need to develop. And as I develop this skill, i.e. my competence, I also recognize that my confidence will increase because the better I get, the more I practice, the more I practice, the more evidence I have that I actually can. And the more evidence I have of me fucking up doesn't mean the world's gonna end. Me stumbling over my words means that I actually get to be more connected to the humans that are listening to me because they're human too. Right. It's like they, they think that they've got to stand on this stage and be this perfect version of themselves. That's not human. That's <laughs> not real. Right? And okay, so yesterday I got a text message off a friend who is also a client. She she's someone who is receiving all of the content that I'm doing at the moment. And she's she just acknowledged me. She was like, Nikki, I just wanna let you know. Hang on, let me actually listen to the message because I don't want to say things that she didn't say wait. Okay, so essentially, she said, what a leader you are, the ability to be able to turn back around to the people that you care about, and you care about their opinion of you and say, that wasn't good enough, I can do better, quality and integrity over my ego, what a leader you are, and I I felt so grateful for her for acknowledging that in me, because my ego did want to go, oh, don't do that, Nick, (laughs) my ego is like, for fuck's sake, Nicky, but I have to, I have to soothe my ego. I have to say to my, we, we have to soothe our ego. Our ego is the one that's afraid of the failure. It's not you, right? Your ego is the one that is building a brick wall around your heart to protect yourself from what they'll think, from you falling flat on your face in public, right? And that's what happens when we take this approach of making it mean something about us. Is we don't really let ourselves try because if we let ourselves try, we might fail, and that failure it will really hurt because we're trying to uphold a public identity that nothing to see here. I'm okay. Don't look at me. Not, I'm not going to fail. Everything's fine, and we want to give our we don't want to give ourselves the evidence that actually we are going to fail and that your fears are probably going to be right. Mm -hmm. By that, obviously, I'm meaning that sometimes you are going to need to fail in order to learn. Sometimes you are going to need to fall flat on your face to see what knowledge you need to increase, what skills you need to develop in order to become the type of person who can achieve what you want to achieve. But that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you right now. You're perfect right now. You literally are perfect right now. You are great right now. Nothing to improve. And I want you to know that there's a duality there that you can hold. You can be so, I am so happy with who I am right now. And I also am welcoming in the evolution of myself. You too, right? And that's what what I've realized of being able to go from failure to failure to failure, particularly recently, is it's helping me with that evolution and it's also helping me to love who I am right now. Being able to move from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm simply means that I love myself unconditionally through each failure. So when shame wants to come and tap me on the shoulder and say, you shouldn't have released that podcast episode or you shouldn't have done this or that was shit or or haven't you considered this before that? Or hang on, it's, it's too late. You already made the mistake, and now look—you're a laughing stock, or whatever. When shame wants to come into the room and pin me against the wall and make it so that I can't do anything because I'm scared, this is what I'm talking about. No, you're enough. You are enough right now. Perfect, exactly the way you are. But that—that that also doesn't mean that you can't evolve and grow, right? So, um, what have I covered and what haven't I covered? Yeah, one last thing. I used to think that me failing would impact on my financial stability. Genuinely, like I used to pin everything on. But if this doesn't go right, then no one will want to work with me and I'll be skint and I won't be able to pay my mortgage. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then we'll be homeless, right? That's literally the tragedy that my brain used to play out and catastrophize over and build. My imagination's great, so is yours. And I want you to know that the more I go from failure to failure, the more my clients are seeing my humanness. And given that my job is to help people to connect with their humanness, use their time and energy intentionally, and strive towards the goals that are meaningful to them at the same time as thriving first, not if, not when, not conditionally, they need me to lead in that way they need me to show them that it's okay. It's okay to go from failure to failure. In fact, it's brilliant to go from failure to failure. And so my fears, they haven't actualized. Like, I want to finish the episode here by letting you know, the more I'm failing, the more I'm growing. The more I'm failing publicly, (laughs) the more my ego is realizing this is safe. You know, we're okay here. Like, I'm I'm I suppose what I'm saying is I'm learning to self soothe through every single failure and actually it's making me become a much more resilient version of myself and that feels good right my self esteem is still intact the unconditional love that I give myself both through the actions and the way that I treat myself but also the way I speak to myself is still fine right and I really want to I really want to finish the episode there by saying When you are failing at something, this isn't like positive Pollyanna toxic positivity chat, like, oh, it's all okay. (laughs) That's not what this conversation today is about. When you're going from failure to failure, please recognize that you can choose to make it mean something about you and your inherent worthiness, or you can choose to take a step back, remind yourself you're perfect as you are, but if you want that thing over there and you really want it right you really want to be able to stand on that stage and speak publicly or get that job or um just simply not feel a cyclone of pain around you when you get rejected or when you fail if you want that then maybe learning that actually this this is more of a reflection of your skills and your knowledge than it is your inherent worthiness as a human that is something that you might want to acknowledge right so all that said i hope this has served you today i love telling you stories about things that are currently happening in my business i hope you love that too it's a style that i'm really enjoying bring into the inner work conversation. One of the things that I do want to mention before I disappear and go off to re-record the modules that I fucked up yesterday is um, two things. Firstly, if today's episode has resonated with you, can you share what you've learned with someone else? And even if you're like, oh, I can't put into words what I've learned, that's okay. Just share it. Just share this episode in your words with them someone somewhere is desperate to hear what you've just heard and only you like I know that you're listening to me tell it and it will be so easy for you to just send them this podcast episode do so if you wish but I think that there's something about the connection between two humans when one explains to the other what they've just learned and that is because your friend or your husband or wife they trust you they don't trust me there's a trust in you they know your story They're part of your life experience. And so for you to share that with them, there's something beautiful that happens there. Please do that within the next 24 hours. The second thing that I just wanna say to you before we go is, um, yes, my membership is currently closed. However, if you are interested in just receiving the details when I'm gonna reopen it, and it won't look like a membership anymore, it will look slightly different, but I'm gonna leave the link of how you can register your interest in the show notes. Um, Just in case you can't find that, it's www.tlb, which stands for Thrive, Life and Business, tlb.org.uk forward slash TT Checkout. Tlb.org.uk forward slash TT Checkout. You're going to find on that page at the top is the link to episode 81. And then if you scroll a little bit further down, you'll see that you can register your interest. Obviously, if you're listening to this like two years into the future, this ain't going to be valid, (laughs) but I would love it if you register your interest. Um, and I'd love to connect with you. So make sure that you're following me over on Instagram as well. So with all that, I hope this has served you today. I'm off to hopefully go and fail some more and I will see you in the next episode. And please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too. I really do.